Well, everybody, welcome Wednesday night church. Come on in, grab a seat. It's good to uh, see you tonight and have you here with us. Um, always wonderful to get together on a Wednesday night for church. All right, so uh, before we get into worship tonight, let me give you a couple quick announcements and then we'll get things moving tonight. First off, there is youth hangout tonight. Uh, so for 5th to 12th grade, as soon as worship's over, they'll be following Amanda. And Amanda's in the back. Amanda, wave your hand around. Youth will be going with Amanda. And certainly we have Kids Church as always. And uh, when worship is over, you can check them in for that. So uh, some announcements that go with some things. First off, if you're on a kids' church team, I'd like to meet with you Sunday after church just for, I don't know, 10 or 15 minutes. So as soon as church is over Sunday, you can come on up and we'll meet and just talk about some things concerning kids' church. Uh, second thing is don't forget, July the 30th, right after church, is our church picnic. It's going to be at the park here in Urbana, so mark that on your calendar. and Bring something to eat. How many of y'all like to eat? Anybody? I know I do. So bring, how about this? I say bring something to eat. Bring something good to eat. How about that? We'll just say that. So, and you always do. I know that. So, picnic July 30th, and don't forget. Then, right after that, July 31st through August 4th, we have Serve Week, and we'll tell you more about what Serve Week's about. But every night, Monday night, Tuesday night, even Wednesday during church time, Thursday and Friday, we're going to be out in the community doing some things, serving uh, our neighborhood and things like that. So, uh, don't forget that. Mark that on your calendar. And one other thing. Um, August the 6th, I know it's a little more than a month out, but I want to let you know, Sunday, August the 6th, every year the main uh, campus in Botkins throws this giant uh, uh, kids event called Aqua Grande. It's just a big giant water event at the church. And we took our kids over to it last year. We're going to take them again this year. So if your you're, uh, child preschool through fifth grade wants to go, there's a sign-up sheet in the back and sign up for that. And there's more details about what's going to entail. They'll leave church a little bit early that day and then come back later in the afternoon. We'll take them over there. I do need some help for that. But anyways, August the 6th, that's Aqua Grande for the kids. So having said that, one more thing. If you helped out with VBS last three nights, great job. I appreciate you, and uh, we had a great time. So thank you so much for your help. Uh, we love our kids and love to do things for them, but we can't do it without you guys. So thanks so much for all the effort you put in for the VBS. Okay, so I'm done. Thank goodness. How about we worship Jesus together? Jump up on your feet, and let's praise him for a few moments.
multiplied our faith. The wisdom of your ways, the currents of your grace express. In every moment, every wave, in the longing of our souls, in the darkness where we go. silence where we wait you are here you're enough you're all together good and through our joy and in our griefs
in the darkness where we go you were there you were love you were all together good in the weakness of our faith in the silence where we wait you are here you're enough you are all together good
Hallelujah, Lord. We just pray that you are the increase, Father. You can have all of this world, Lord. We just ask for more of you. We thank you for calling our names, God, for placing a ring on our fingers and a cloak around our backs, Lord, for calling us home. Hallelujah. You are all together good. Just come and be with us tonight in the name of Jesus. Amen. He is so, so good. Hallelujah. Well, we're so glad to have you here with us. Kids and youth, you're dismissed. If you would just go around and greet some of your family of faith this evening. We'll give them a chance to get uh, kids checked in and youth down to where they're going. But if you do have something to give tonight, offering envelopes for the chairs right in front of you. If not, wave your hand around and, and uh, Mike will uh, get you one in a, a speedily fashion. Anyway, it's good to have you tonight. And uh, praying the Lord just has uh, something that grabs hold of you tonight. Because I'm actually taking a seat tonight. I've asked Judah to share the word tonight. So I'm going to sit and let him share the word. I, I expect to be encouraged tonight. Amen. Amen. All right. So, but let me pray over tithing offerings. So if you do have something to give, you can uh, come bring it down and drop it into buckets down here. Lord, we thank you for you are so much, so everything for us. You're so faithful. And in all the areas of our life, Lord, you prove yourself time and time again that you are God and there is no other. And certainly, uh, in, in the provision of our lives, Lord, consistently bringing this day our daily bread and then beyond that, Lord. And I thank you for that, Lord. So as we give tonight, live, living by faith, trusting you, that you are the one who does provide and you are the one who uh, sets it before us, Lord. And as we follow you and live by faith, Lord, that, that we know that you are watching out for us in a way that we don't have to worry about tomorrow. We don't have to worry about the things that are coming because you are in provision in front of us in all things. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Y'all say amen, amen. So, uh, again, VBS was a good time, so thanks for helping out if you help with that. Um, and, of course, all the things that are going on here in the church, you're giving is a blessing towards those things. So VBS happened because of your giving, and all the stuff that you see happen around here happens because of your faithfulness. So I appreciate that. So I'm, I'm going to get out of the way here. I want Judah to have the time that he wants tonight. So everybody, I think everybody knows Judah for the most part, right? And uh, he's got a good word for us. So Judah, come on down, and let's give Judah a hand as he comes tonight 
to give us the word. Good. Everybody knows Judah. Because right. I'm hard to miss. Right. No offense. It's been a while, so if I'm making a point and I just stop talking and talk about something else, it's because I've run out of things to talk about about that point. So just keep that in mind. Just try to get it with what you get. All right, I'm going to pray first. Lord, we welcome you here. Know that even when we don't pray and welcome you here, you're already here. You dwell with us, in us, chosen to make your dwelling place with man. And I'm thankful, Lord, because my feet go where they want to go unless you're leading me. Unless you're dwelling with me and guiding me and pointing me in the right direction, they're going to go to the wrong place. I'm thankful that you choose to stay with us, not just come sometimes and then leave and come back when you feel. You're always there. So I pray that you're here tonight, God, that you're with my mouth and with all of us in here and in your presence and let us hear you. Be joyful in your presence. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So I wanted to share a bit of a testimony. Because about a year ago or so, um, I wasn't really in the best spiritual place. Still going to church, right? You guys may not have known anything different. Um, but really struggling a lot. And what I was struggling with was basically the goodness of God, right? God, if you're good, then why this? And I, you know, I've, I've known the Lord almost 20 years saved when I was 17, and so I, I, you know, I've been there before, God, if you're good, why this? I've asked that before, but this was a really hard one, like, I just, it gripped me, right, and it came around the time Samara had a kidney stone, last summer sometime, and I won't go through the whole thing, but um, basically I watched as she had this kidney stone laying in a hospital bed, just in agony. You know, I've seen her have seven kids, so I know what agony looks like. This looked worse than that. She'll tell you it was worse, pain-wise. So I'm sitting there praying, right? Even though at the time I just hadn't, wasn't able to muster up a lot of faith, but desperate praying. And the pain never, you know, went away until she got, she finally got some medicine. Right? After they asked her about a hundred questions. And uh, so the enemy said something. He said, you know, you're a father. What kind of father, being able to do something about that, wouldn't do something about that? And I bought it. It gripped me. I said, God, what's, you know, what's your problem? <laughs> God, what's your problem? And for the next probably month and a half, maybe, maybe two months, I just found everything wrong, right? Anybody who had, was a Christian who had pain, anybody who had suffering of some kind or something like that, I was like, well, there it is again. You know, another, another time, God, where you're just 
not showing up, I guess. I don't know, not hearing prayers, not acting. I don't know. I didn't know what was going on. Couldn't deny God because I know he's real. There's no falsehood in me that says, well, he's not real. Like, maybe he's not there. No, that, but it was, he's just not doing anything. Of course, it's a lie. And so that went on for a couple months, and I'm sure the Lord was, he was having mercy, right? But I'm sure he was probably getting there. (laughs) And uh, one day he got there. I was at a service uh, at a different place, and was just watching as some things were going on physically, you know, physical ailments and stuff like that with some people I knew. And, and I, you know, here it comes. I said, there we go. God, look, there's another, you know, I know that guy's faithful to you. And God, I won't tell you exactly what he said, but he basically said, enough. That's enough. And it gripped me. I thought, that's enough. He corrected me in my heart. From that moment on, I stopped questioning God's goodness. And he began to pour out in me. He began to say, what have you done? How much time have you spent with me? How much have you sown to the Spirit? You want to reap things of the Spirit, sow to the Spirit. And that started kind of a little mini revival in my heart, you know, for the Lord. It was great. It was a, it was a great time. It was like being, you know renewed, refreshed, almost saved all over again, you know, even though I was already saved. And so I looked back over that and I said, what caused all that? What caused me to think like that? You know? What caused my mind to go there? And so uh, this this message was kind of born out of that you know, that whole way of thinking and, and it was, are you too busy for God? Because that during that time I didn't spend any time with the Lord. I just was busy with everything else, anything else, putting all kinds of stuff in me, like, you know, wrong music, secular music and movies, whatever, you know, even though they're not good movies, that kind of stuff, just anything of the flesh, basically. And the Lord said, enough. So, are you too busy for God? Because that's what the enemy does, right? Tries to make us busy. Everybody I know is busy. I was listening to a, a testimony on YouTube the other day of a young man who um, spent some time in prison, and he was on fire. Right? He was like, man, I'm, I'm on fire in here. I'm, I'm preaching three times. He got saved in prison. He was a drug dealer, got saved in prison. And he was on fire in the prison. He said, I couldn't wait to get out because I was going to connect with people, and I was going to you know, maybe, maybe start a church or something like that, and then everybody would be on fire. And then he said, but I had a hard time finding the fire when I got out. And I was like, and he's like, and I know why. He said, because everybody's too busy. He said, you're not busy in prison. All you got is time, right? But they use, and you can still fill, fill that time with, with worldly things. But he said, that's all we did, service, praising God, reading the word, preaching, studying, spent all their time with God, and he was on fire. So, uh, I wrote a question down here that came to me. Did you know that busyness is a choice of how you prioritize your life? Right? Seems simple enough. I'm too busy for this because I've got other things that take my priority. So how is that when God to be our priority. When we say he's the most important thing to us, 
then how is everything else making us too busy? And I was there for a long time, right? I'd, you know, get up. I've never been a morning person, mind you, but I'd get up, go to work, come home five, six in the evening, something like that, and be like, now I'm going to spend some time with the Lord. Then inevitably, there's only a few hours left of the day. Kids got stuff. We've got stuff. Uh, everything's happening. No time with the Lord. Next day, we'll spend some time with the Lord today. In the evening, didn't happen. I'm going to spend tomorrow my lunch break. I'm going to spend with the Lord. Lunch comes, I'm hungry. I'm going to go eat, you know. Food takes priority over the Lord. Or did, you know. Sometimes it does, I'll say. So, I started saying, God, you know, during this time where he said enough, right? And I went into this little mini revival season. I started realizing, Lord, the, the, the surest way that I'm going to get time with you is if I make it first. If I make time with you first, then unless I just don't do it, it's going to happen. And so that's what I've tried to do. You know, tried to just spend time with the Lord first. I've got a job, thankfully, where I don't have to be there for that 8 o'clock. So as long as I get up before that, spending some time with the Lord, then I'm getting filled up, you know, and if I get time in the evening, it's okay to pick the Bible back up, you know, and keep reading or something like that, and we do that a lot, but making him first, so Matthew 6.33, this isn't a new concept by any means, right? <clears throat> Jesus said, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. So this concept is ages old. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Everything else is going to come, and that includes kingdom stuff, right? We seek him first, and kingdom stuff will come after. I'm talking about revivals and ministries and stuff like that. All that comes after seeking him first, right? Um, and I really, I, I tell my kids this all the time. They're not here tonight, but they've heard all this already, right? So they're not really missing anything. I used to, used to come home and say, hey, who read their Bible today? And they'd be like, and I was like, how are you going to know Jesus if you don't read your Bible? How are you going to hear him speak? You're not reading his word, right? I know he can speak to us without. I said, how are you going to get to know him? Now, they read their Bible when they eat breakfast. Like, you're going to eat breakfast? You're going to read the Bible too, you know? So we, I ask them all the time, what do you guys fill in your time with? If you're not filling it with Christ, you're not filling it with the word or, or something like that, what are you filling it with? It's so easy to fill it with anything else, right, or nothing, Meaning, I remember as a kid, I get bored all the time. Didn't have anything to do, I get bored. Kids get bored. I don't get bored anymore. Even when I'm off work and not doing nothing. Right? They don't understand that. But it's easy to fill your time with nothing. I remember when I first got saved, uh, I thought I was 17, between junior and senior year of high school. And, of course, college. You start thinking about college and stuff at that time. And I thought, you know, and anybody else, but I was like, yeah, college is stupid. I'm not going to go. I was like, why would I go to college? In a few years, I'm going to be over in Zimbabwe preaching the gospel, you know, or something like that. I don't know. I just thought there's no sense in that for me, you know. Um, but I had this 
this idea. And so now, almost you know, 19 years later, I haven't been there. <laughs> I haven't went and preached the gospel, you know, in another country or something. And and it's you know, we got married and settled down, and she's been a couple places, and it's been great. And we can still do that. Point is, I regret all the time that I've wasted by not filling my time with Christ. You know, been a lot of it. Been a lot of time where I've just. How much better might I know you now had I spent actual time with you more and more? And not just at church. We've been at church for years, you know. Grew up in church. Grew up in church for the most part. I'm talking about time in the secret place. Jesus talks about the secret place. Matthew 6, 6 says, same chapter. says, but when you pray... Go into your room, and when you have shut the door, pray to your Father who sees you in the secret place, or in secret. Your Father who sees you in secret will reward you openly. So I asked my kids, I asked them last night, you know, I asked Lila, I said, she was playing a game. I said, hey, how much time do you spend in the secret place today? She's like, uh, I gotta go. Game, put her game down, and Bible out, and she fell asleep reading the Bible. And she had already read, they, they do it like at least a chapter a day. She had already done that that day. But she understood a difference between, I read my chapter today, and spending time in the secret place with the Lord. That's what he tells us to do. That's Jesus on the mountain. Even he did it, right? Spent time in the secret place with the Father. Jesus on the mountain. David, who dwelled in the house of the Lord. Paul in prison. Nathaniel, under the fig tree, right? Nathaniel met Jesus and said, he said, well, I saw you under the fig tree. He said, you are the son of God, right? Just from that, Jesus said, you, you believe me because I told you you were under the fig tree? You'll see greater things than these, right? But Nathaniel was obviously there with Jesus, even though he didn't know it, under that fig tree in the secret place. It's a real thing. So, um, this is where we get to know who God is. That place where we get where we're, where, where I said I was kind of burnt out, right? Grinding with the Lord, having a hard time believing He's good. Um, there's no secret to how to avoid that. It's obvious. We spend time with Him in the secret place, you get to know Him. I don't get burnt out on my wife because she's awesome. And, and <laughs> we spend time together getting to know each other, right? She surprises me still. After 15 years, she still surprises me in a good way. Um, you want to reap of the Spirit, so do the Spirit, right? I try to tell the kids that all the time. Want to reap things of the flesh? Then keep sowing to the flesh. Keep putting all that stuff in you that doesn't bring a harvest for Christ. Putting all that stuff in you that takes your mind off of the Lord. Wastes your time and then see where you're at in 19 years. I guarantee you, you'll be like, I wish I'd have spent more time with you. Um, I believe that when we stop wanting to spend time with the Lord, and I'm going to keep using the term secret, it just means you and 
God by yourselves. When we stop spending time with him there, we kind of stop being marveled by him. You know? And this is not a new thing either, right? The Israelites, they, were, they stopped being marveled by God when they started complaining in the wilderness. Right? They saw all these great things, rescued them from uh, slavery, right? Went across the Red Sea, all that stuff, fire by night, or yeah, cloud by day. That was with them all the time. The cloud never left the tabernacle, right? But, but they still got, essentially, they got burnt out. And you ask yourself, why? They saw so many things, like tangible things that, I don't know about you, but I kind of long to see a lot of times, right? Because they allowed themselves to stop getting marveled by God. And he is marvelous. Amen? He's a marvelous God. And he has the right to come in and marvel me anytime he wants. He has the right to come in and do whatever he wants in my life. And if it's something that I need to learn by chastening, he has the right to do that. He has the right to come in and do whatever he wants with my family. He is a God that will marvel you if you let him, right? But you have to keep getting to know him. Um, I think sometimes we stop, we stop kind of getting in that marvelous place where we're marveled by God because of our, our, our low spiritual capacity, best way I can put it, right? I, sometimes I feel like we can only handle so much of God, and there is so much of him. That we don't know, for one. But I put it like this. We used to go to um, a conference out in Kansas City every year. And they would do, it was a Christian conference for New Year's. And they would do like a solid worship service from noon to midnight, New Year's, every year. And it was really cool. And we'd get all pumped up. And everybody would fast that day. And like 35,000 people there. And they're all like in the same heart trying to to really worship the Lord in the throne room type. And we get there, noon, it starts, we're on fire, praising God, maybe jumping around, doing whatever, and we're like, we're going to praise God into the new year. And like 12.45 p.m., I'm like, I am tired. <laughs> you know? Not just physically tired, I'm spiritually tired because I'm taking it all in, right? I'm seeking the Spirit, I'm doing spiritual warfare, I'm battling, I'm trying to get revelation, you know what I mean? And my spiritual capacity to enable me to receive things of the Lord is so weak that I can only handle so much. It doesn't mean he's only giving me so much. It just means I haven't built up that capacity to be able to handle more of him. I ask the Lord all the time, you know, like, God, I want to I do this, you know, or I want to do this for you. I want to, you know... Fill in the blank. Heal this person or, or you know, this discernment. I want to have this word of knowledge to save this person. Something like that. And sometimes I'm reminded that my spiritual capacity is low. And the way to increase that one is prayer. Lord, increase my ability to receive you. you know? <clears throat> and spending time with him. Sometimes God does things that we don't think he would do. Right? He surprised us a few times. Even recently, he surprised us a few and that all comes with getting to know him, too. This is all about getting to know who God is. And that's where I'm trying to get. And I'm, I'm realizing, finally, after so many, even though I've heard it over and over again, that it's 
It's by spending time with him. Proverbs 27, 7. Put that one up there. Have I ever listened to the Bible? Like audio Bible? You know what I've found is sometimes, I, I, I mean, I, I do that quite a bit now, but what I've found is sometimes I hear things that I've read, but when I hear it, hits me differently, right? Listen to the Bible. I'm telling you, I tell God, like, Lord, there's nothing else that I want to put in there. I don't want to put other, you know, I don't want to put shows. I don't want to put other music. I don't want to put other books, you know, and I'm not trying to, I'm not condemning you if you're a reader or you've got some series you're watching. Man, how many series? I skip work sometimes to watch series, right? So I've been there. I'm just, I'm at a place now where I don't want to do that. I don't want to waste any more time. I wasted all that time. But anyway, sometimes when we hear the Bible, and I, I say that because um, Proverbs is a really good one if you're an audio Bible person. It's like wisdom speaking to you, right? And that helps me because when wisdom, when I read what wisdom says, it's my voice. And I'm like, that's just not a very wise voice. So, because it's mine. So, no amens. Thank you. Psalm, I'm sorry, Proverbs 27, 7. A satisfied soul loathes the honeycomb, but to a hungry soul, every bitter thing is sweet. That's pretty self-explanatory, right? This speaks about our spiritual capacity. When I'm full of God and I'm not able to be filled anymore because my capacity for him is low, then I don't want anymore. To a full soul, even loathes honeycomb, right? Honeycomb was great back then. It's like one of the best things they had, right? That and wine, <laughs> pretty much. So when I'm full and I'm not able to receive any more of him, I'm not going to want it. But when I'm always hungry, I'm going to keep, I'm going to take everything he throws at me. Every little thing he does, I'm going to see it. That's why, uh, like I have a prayer list, and on that list somewhere on there is, God, keep my appetite for you hungry it's like starred and checked and like you have to pray this even if you don't pray anything else that day you have to pray this because I have to stay hungry for the Lord even if he's continually trying to fill me I have to stay hungry for him or else I'm gonna get full and I'm gonna be like I'm good I'm good for now I'll come back in a year from now you know I've read enough I've, I've heard the Bible enough watched enough pure flicks right I'm good for now then what happens? That fleshly stuff starts getting in. The enemy starts bringing on, you know, old funny videos or something. That's what he does to me. Old funny videos I've watched on YouTube. Man, that was funny. I'm going to pull that up. And then later on that day, I'm battling some sort of, you know, warfare. I'm doing some sort of warfare. And I'm like, what happened? Let something in. The littlest thing, guys, can let something in. If it's not for him, it's against him. If it's not against him, it's for him. Right? That's what he said. So stay hungry, right? That's the long and the short of it. Um, can you sit, I wrote this question down, can you sit with him like a friend? Samara said something a while back to me about a conference that they went to, and just speaking about the fellow that was speaking there, and she said, he talks about God like he's his best friend, you know? 
like you talk about your best friend. And I, I was like, yeah, that's cool. And it didn't hit me at the time, but man, I think I've thought about that like a lot of times since then. I'm like, can I sit with God like a friend? Or do I just think of him as you know, the far off God that the world thinks he is? Am I praying to myself when I pray or am I really talking to my friend? And that's just a different way of thinking. I try to think you know, mentally about that when I'm spending time with him and it really helps me connect with him on a personal level. Does he offend you or upset you? He does me. He has to. Because my worldly thinking about God is not right. If, I, if he doesn't offend me in a, in a way, then that means I know everything there is to know about him. Right? Or I think he's like me. And here's an idea. Stop making God like you. We do that a lot. I do. I think God... We think he is like us, and he's not like us. We're trying to be like him, right? We think, well, he will do it this way because I will do it this way. He is just not like that. We learned, we learned with this house that we were trying to sell there last year, if any of you remember, uh, God's going to do what God wants to do, <laughs> right? And I'm thankful that he does because if he was like me, it would be a rough world, <laughs> Right? I would have never got, if he was like me, he wouldn't have saved me. So I'm thankful that he's, he's not like me. But ask yourself sometimes, like, is God offending me? Is he changing me and making me realize more of who he is rather than more of who I think he is? And that leads to another question. Are you okay with God just how he is? I have plans for my children for the future. I want them to do certainly want them to know Christ, but there's like things, physical things I want them to 